Happy Tuesday, Glitterati. Today, we have a pussy topic that we've never covered before. Can you believe it? 200 plus episodes, we've never heard of yoni mapping. Simply put, yoni mapping, also called yoni therapy or yoni massage, is a mindful vagina massage. Uh, And it's like a gentle guided tour of your pleasure giving capital, specifically channeled through touch and pressure. So I can't, I obviously know nothing about it and I can't wait to hear more. Um, So please welcome Yoni Mapping Therapist, Freya Graff. Thanks for having me. This is... We're so, you're so we, you're so cute and we, so she's you're coming to us all the way from Australia, right? So where and you where yeah. what time is it where you are in Australia? So it's nine a.m. on the Friday morning, and I think it's Thursday night for you guys over there. Yeah, yeah, you're you're ahead. Yes. You're in the future yeah. for us. <laughs> Wild. Okay, great. So I <laughs> so I have heard of a yoni massage before, but I've. Never heard of yoni mapping. What what exactly is yoni mapping? So yoni mapping is, I mean, yoni massage and yoni mapping are both terms that get bandied around a lot and can describe like a variety of uh, forms of body work, I suppose. But when it comes to what I do, um, there's a modality called yoni mapping therapy, the bliss method, and it's actually like a registered accredited modality. So I think the difference is like most of these uh, forms of body work, whether it be tantric body work, yoni massage or whatever, a lot of them are not particularly regulated, might not have a whole lot of like uh, stringent training protocols or codes of ethics or, you know, any of that. It's a little bit like the Wild West in the sacred sexuality, like Tantra sort of segment. Um, so yoni mapping therapy is a holistic modality that involves a combination of talk therapy and sex education and coaching. Um, it's a three-hour session, like minimum. So we start off with a pot of tea. We have a chat about, you know, their sexual history, any trauma history, like go into things like uh, sex education pieces that they might find helpful moving forward, you know, just chat about where they're at and why they're coming. And then I do a full body massage and also some internal and external yoni massage. So I guess the mapping part of it comes in because we're basically giving this person like a guided tour of their most intimate parts and I'm doing an external vulva massage and kind of showing them their different bits of you know anatomy I guess if they don't if they don't know and then internally I'm mapping my way around the entire pelvic bowl inside the vagina I'm showing them where the g-spot is the a-spot the cervix all this different pleasure anatomy and Mm. also like um, I suppose like the word mapping refers to the way that we're we're helping their brain create neural pathways to all of these different places inside the vagina um, and kind of awaken and activate all of these places that may have never been massaged, may have never been touched. Like we just, we basically think, we think of the vagina as a penis shaped tube, right? Like that's, we're like up and in, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get a bit of G-spot action, but like more or less, none of that shit is getting touched. It's just like dick in badge, finger in badge, you know? So I'm like really giving a comprehensive massage all the way around the walls and the back. And yeah, I guess, I guess it's educational, it's therapeutic, I'm releasing tension. I'm, you know, I mean, I could, maybe I'll leave it there. (laughs) I did warn you I could wax lyrical about this for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I love it. Yeah, the passion is there. So, so, but I, I, so there's obviously so much that goes into this. 
But my question for you is what inspired you to, to become a certified, a certified, um, therapist in this? Well, it's the bliss method, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like my own, my own shit, you know, I feel like it's a common, a common thing when it mm. comes to, um, service modalities or educational modalities like this. It's usually, well, often I find it's like because, we, I'm, I'm going to talk about my experience anyway. I had a shitload of like trauma and triggers and just crap around my body, around sexuality, around intimacy. I was like fucking terrified of all of it. And it was really confronting to me. And so I think I kind of, yeah, wound up, wound up just being like, I've got to work on this. I've really got to, I've got to like transform my relationship to my body image and to letting other people touch me or see me naked and to sex and sharing intimacy and genitals. Like I can't go through my life anymore being super afraid and grossed out by genitals, you know? So I started doing the work on myself and got into like sacred sexuality and tantra, um, massage and body work and I think it was like kind of a natural progression where eventually I I sort of um, challenged myself and grew and evolved and came to this place where I was like, fuck yeah, I am empowered now. I love sex. I love my body. This is fucking great. I could probably help other people with this. And then I kind of just like got really, really inspired and passionate about the field and like, you know, saw how, how huge of an impact it had on me and like this ripple effect in my life that um, transforming my relationship to sex uh, had. And so I kind of just, I just sort of slid. It wasn't even planned. I was just like getting really into the, that whole kind of community and eventually just, yeah, I thought, oh, oh my God, like I, I could be really good at this because I've kind of come from here and now I'm here. And so I can totally relate to anyone on the spectrum of like, yeah, you know, having challenges with this area, which we all, we all have stuff around our sex, right? Um, so yeah, and then I went and did a fuckload of trainings and did a few different <laughs> practitioner trainings and just went deep. <laughs> That's awesome. So it, so do you, do, was this breakthrough for you because you had someone do a yoni mapping session for you or like, what was the, what was the modality that really had you have this breakthrough? Um, I don't think I could really pin it down to one. I mean, I became a massive personal development junkie. So I just went to so many workshops and trainings and I was working on like, not just my sexuality, but my, you know, my mental health, my limiting beliefs, my patterns that have come from like childhood trauma and different kind of stories that were just totally running my life and the way I, you know, the lens with which I saw the world through and myself through. So it was like probably a combination of that and like going to um, tantra workshops where I would get like, I didn't ever have a yoni mapping therapy session specifically. I had yoni massages from tantric practitioners that were pretty powerful, but it wasn't just one thing. It was like all of that and then going to like festivals where clothing was optional and like just seeing that it was okay to, you know, be naked and to, yeah, it, it was like... There was no one thing, I think, but just immersing myself in that world and like pushing my edges in a safe way. Um, Mm. And then I discovered yoni mapping therapy as like a a modality that was for women by women. And I had been doing like tantric body work. I was doing sacred spot massages for men and for women. Um, So sacred spot for like men is like lingam, cock massage and anal that like prostate massage, de-armoring. Um, and then when I discovered yoni mapping therapy, I was like, oh, this is 
kind of everything that I'm already like doing and passionate about, but there's a proper like training, there's a proper framework. Yeah, it was very appealing because I was like, oh, that's like actually a recognized modality and not just like this kind of, you know, murky yeah. tantra underworld. Wait, do you know how to do it? So wait, hold on. You just, you just said <laughs> a, a bunch of stuff that I wanted. You talked about naked festivals. Are you talking about Burning Man? Did you go to Burning Man for a... <laughs> No, actually. I mean, there are Burning Man equivalents over here that I went to, like Blazing Swan in WA, and then there's um, Burning Seed. But Confest, which is the first one I went to, is is the sort, it's a little bit like Burning Man, I guess. Nowhere near on that scale, but yeah, similar kind of vibes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. And then, um, so you said you know how to do lingam massages too? We've never talked about that either. Mm, There's like an actual way to learn how to do that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I started out doing lingam massage more like I had never even touched a vag um, until like a good couple of years into my kind of tantric explorations. Um, So I did start out doing cock massage and cock worship, which, you know, they call lingam massage in tantra. um, And that was sort of in combination with prostate massage or anal dearmoring sacred spot it's a lot of different names for it but yeah you can there's like there's a whole kind of ritual around it um in sacred sexuality and it's a big thing in tantra and it's beautiful it's gorgeous there's so many different ways you can interact with a dick can you give us um a little <laughs> mini breakdown like a tutorial the basics right of how you give a yoni and a lingam massage in this way okay so I'll start with yoni massage, and I guess there's very um, there's they've got principles in common, which is uh, I guess the fact that orgasm is not the goal in in the modality I practice, and also in tantra, like you're not trying to give them an orgasm or make them calm, and um, that's really not the focus. So it's less like I mean in yoni mapping, where I'm not like running sexual energy, we're not kind of trying to make an orgasm happen. If pleasure comes in, then great. Um, especially if that woman is coming because she hasn't experienced an orgasm before or she has difficulties, then if pleasure is coming up, then like, awesome. We totally encourage that. But it's not the goal. It's more like taking the pressure off, giving them a really nourishing, nurturing, therapeutic experience of being touched in this area in a really respectful way that has like no pressure, no expectations of them. They don't have to do anything or give anything back. Like it's very beautiful and healing for, um, you know, a person to be able to just lie there and receive and totally observe what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. Because sometimes, um, I mean, often actually in the modality that I drew, there, there can be like trauma and, and memories and emotions that arise and surface in that session because we've stored that in our tissues. And in, in particular in our vagina, we, we hold a lot. And that's kind of similar with like the lingam massage and sacred spot massage. Like they often call it de-armoring because the armor that we um, tend mm. to protect ourselves with and, and layer up is like layers of trauma, layers of hurt and pain and um, emotion or memories that we weren't able to, I guess, integrate and, and actually handle at the time. So we're like, oh, fuck that, tuck it down and store it in there. And then obviously people come and have a session with me and it's just this beautiful, like safe container 
that they can finally just go there. And so they have that that resource of safety, which allows the trauma to come up or allows the memory to arise. And so there can be big releases. But anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. But the the sort of like physicality of it is very slow, gradual, gentle. I make sure I do a full body massage first, some breast massage, some abdominal massage, some pelvic and inner thigh massage. All of this has to happen before we even approach the pussy. And and that's mm. for relaxation. That's for helping their parasympathetic nervous system activate. It's for helping them feel really like honored and, you know, like a goddess. Um, and then easing them gradually and gently into yoni touch. And then I do like, a, I use gloves. People often wonder like, so like, you know, how many fingers do you use gloves? <laughs> it's like, I use gloves. I do <laughs> yeah. just the external vulva massage first. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm like massaging. I mean, I can't like kind of describe exactly what I'm doing and it's different every time, but I actually do massage each outer labia individually, each inner labia individually, if I can, I'll like show, you know, kind of the clitoral hood and the perineum. Like I'm actually touching upon the different anatomical areas and like telling them and communicating with them about where I am and what I'm doing. Um, and then internally as well, like I'm, I'm kind of like releasing tension I'm palpating, um, sometimes it's like circular movement. Sometimes it's like I'm actually like um, needing some some muscle or ligament that I can feel tension and tightness. Um, and depending on where I'm massaging, I'll do different. Like sometimes I just find a bit of a knot and I'll just hold um, that that point and we'll get them to breathe and make some sound. And I can kind of feel that tension dissolving under my finger or like a pulse starting to happen, which will mean that blood flow is coming into the area and it will continue to soften and unwind. So there's lots of different techniques, I suppose. And it depends if you, like if you were going to be doing it at home um, for a partner or with yourself, it might be more centered around pleasure, but I generally tend Mm. to do like the physical massage to release tension and any like emotions or like tears that want to come out or any releases that want to come out. And then towards the end of the massage, I'll touch upon the G spot and the A spot and the cervix. They're, they're more likely um, areas for pleasure to arise. Um, and also because I've sort of loosened and softened up all of the other areas, all of this like amazing circulations happening. So the erectile tissue can engorge and then, you know, it's sort of uh, a lot more sensational inside the yoni after that. I have so many <laughs> questions. First of all, it's like, I can't believe people have knots in their vagina, but that makes sense just like you do in your back. And so if doing this, does that increase pleasure for you sexually after the massage? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it's anything that that can calm your nervous system, that warms up your body, releases tension, Mm -hmm. brings blood flow into the pelvic bowl, like any of that is going to mean that you are able to access like increased amounts of pleasure and it'll be, it's like foreplay in a way, you know, it's like preparing that area to feel more pleasure. The more circulation, the more easily the erectile tissue can puff up with blood. That's going to feed the nerve endings, more pleasure, more orgasm. Like it's definitely, um, and that feeling of safety, I think is really important for experiencing orgasm. Um, So all of the lead up and the kind of slow, respectful approach is going to make this person feel so honored and so safe that they will be able to surrender into pleasure. Okay. More easily. So then my next, my next question is like, 
<laughs> like, do yeah. I feel weird if I do this and I do have an orgasm? Like what percentage of people do have orgasms? Was it weird for you the first time you gave someone an orgasm in this situation? <laughs> like what, what the heck? Yeah, good question. I reckon the first time that it happened in a session, cause it was pretty early days for me, there was like a tiny part of me that was a little bit confronted because I was like, oh fuck. Like, you know, obviously I still had all of this, um, I'd, I'd like healed and released a lot of my conditioning and shame around sexuality, but like it never fully, like it's a, it's a process. So there was like little hooks still that were like, oh, and then I was like, whoa, 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 like chill the fuck out, Freya. Like, like it's not, it's not about that. Like, don't be, don't be freaked out. Like this is beautiful. I think it just like when sexual energy comes in like that, you can flip into this dynamic where you're like, you can feel that they're enjoying it and they want to keep going and make it happen. And then you feel this pressure to like give them that and to like keep going. But I was kind of like wrapping up the session Mm. and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like, do I keep going? So I I just check in with people and I'm like, hey, like I noticed that, you know, some arousal and like orgasmic energy is building up. Like, where are you at? Do you feel comfortable? And would you like me to just keep doing what I'm doing? Um, And also offer them the opportunity to like guide me and direct me because that can be really empowering for people to like heal their communication with like sex and their bodies and be like, yes, keep doing what you're doing. Go a little bit Mm. faster. Can you be a bit firmer? Like that's an opportunity for them to like really practice that skill of communicating their needs in the moment. Wow. So like, you know, we just roll with that. But it's so rare. It's actually so rare because like, I don't know about you, but it's not super easy to just have an orgasm willy-nilly, let alone when you're in like this, like more or less a stranger's space. You've had this like, it's just not like, it's not really where the energy's at. So it's kind of rare that it would evolve into that. Because also like, as you'd know, Mm. to have an orgasm, you need to be doing like rhythmic, consistent stimulation in the same way in the same spot for like enough time that that arousal but like it's not just like oh fuck whoops accidentally had an orgasm it's like you can feel it building and (laughs) you know (laughs) i know (laughs) wouldn't that be a good problem (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah exactly so like it's pretty rare because generally like you know well, people often don't really feel super, they're not like wanting to just, full, like they're they're usually comfortable to let go and have a big emotional release, but less comfortable to actually have an orgasm in front of me because it's like, that's not the dynamic and it would be totally fine. Mm. But it, I think it is confronting for people because they they need to compartmentalize this in their minds. Like a lot of people come to me for the therapeutic benefits. Whereas if they were wanting an orgasm and comfortable with orgasming in front of someone, they would be like, they'd go and find a sex worker or someone to do like a, an erotic massage. So I think that people generally like hold themselves back. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I can feel them going into a bit of pleasure and then they like hold themselves back, which is like, you know, I try to just be like, Hey, it's so okay. Like everything is welcome here, but also like, don't do anything you're not comfortable with that. You're going to have a shame hangover from afterwards, you know? We've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. 
And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to 100 real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this banging free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. Mm. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show So, so, okay. So, yeah. So this is my other question. I, I feel like people listening are like, okay, how does she market this? Does she have a screening process? Have you ever had someone come in that's made you as a practitioner feel uncomfortable? And what the fuck did you do in that situation? Mm, yeah, such a good question. I think that's why I don't offer bodywork for men anymore because I would get heaps and heaps of creepy, mm. like it was just fucking exhausting filtering through all of the like creepy emails and the calls and the messages and like trying to have an intake uh, questionnaire or a like a filtering process, a screening process. Like it was, it was so exhausting and it just made me start to like hate men. And I was like, oh, this isn't healthy. <laughs> I'm getting a disproportionate amount of fucking creeps Aww. rocking up on my doorstep. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, well, and I've never had that happen with a female bodied person, like ever. I, I've got an intake form on my website when they book that like fills out a few questions. So that's like a pretty good screening process. Um, I feel like by the end of the questionnaire, they're probably, if they were thinking they were coming for like a happy ending, they probably would have like figured out that that's not what the service is about. There's heaps of info on my website. There's lots of Q&A. I generally try to encourage people to, you know, like familiarize themselves with the modality um, so they know what they're coming for and like whether it's what they're after. And I do occasionally get like an email from a woman who's like asking for like a release. And I'm like, "Mm, honey, like maybe find someone who's like, that's not really, I mean, that's cool. Like, fuck yeah, go get it girl. But like, that's not really what my sessions are about. And like, it can happen, but like, I'm not, I'm not about to make that the focus or the goal of the session. Um, So it's pretty rare. And I just like, I've got a, Mm. like, I put heaps of free content out, like on YouTube and my Instagram and on my blog and my website, my podcast. So like people generally, like no one's coming to me cold. They're not just like, oh, I feel like getting my Yoni maps, Google, Freya, let's do it. Like they check me out first and they, they kind of like suss what it's all about and read, read about the modality and they know what to expect. Right. So yeah, it's pretty, yeah, I don't get many um, clients that are unprepared or there for the wrong reasons. Okay, that's good. <laughs> 
So I love this. You're like retraining the nervous system. You're releasing shame. You're like establishing healthy Mm. communication in a sexual, or well, not in a sensual maybe situation because it is your sex organ, right? And when I first started Clit Talk, I was a... um, 32-year-old mm. woman who had never masturbated before with wow. massive back pain. I was actually incapacitated um, because of my because of my back. And I started <laughs> masturbating and my back pain got better. And I'm a nurse and that's what mm. really inspired me to do clit talk. It's like, oh my gosh, masturbation is a health conversation. So um, I'm curious, do people d- tend to come to you? Is it mostly like sexual issues or do people come to you with like physical like back issues that... Um, you know, hasn't been able to be resolved from Western mm. medicine. And this is maybe something oh, that congrats, by is the way, on healing yourself through masturbation. I literally got goosebumps. Like when you were talking about that, I was like, oh, um, oh thank you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah um, literally. Changed my yeah. life. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. People, literally. People oh can- <laughs> okay. 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 People do come for other things other than like sexual, like, you know, uh, challenges or dysfunction or whatever you want to call it. Often it is um, like on a physical level, like sometimes prenatal preparation because they've got chronic pelvic floor tension that then obviously like will tighten up the lower back or tighten up parts of their body. Mm. Um, Usually if we have like a lot of jaw tension or clenching or grinding or like neck and shoulder tension, that will be reflected in the pelvic bowl for sure. Um, And then also like postnatally, like pelvic floor rehabilitation, like maybe there's, maybe Mm. they've got vaginismus or they've got pain and chronic tension. So those are like the more common things people come for on a physical basis. But like, I don't think people have cottoned on yet just how connected it all is. So like, I don't really get someone coming and being like, I've got really bad back pain, like massage my vag and like sort that out for me. Like it might, they might come and be like, oh, I've got this back pain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. Well, exactly. But I never would have yeah. thought of that. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe someone listening now will put it together. Maybe we're making a difference totally. to someone. Because <laughs> totally. you thought of it. <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. It's so connected. It's all connected. And it's really important to be like educated because like people often come for one thing. And then they'll be like, oh my God, though, like my period pain just fucking disappeared or like, oh, I I was able to, um, Mm. yeah, like cross my legs when I sit down and I had this car. Actually, the first, first pussy I ever touched, first yoni massage I ever did was at like this body whisperer retreat workshop where, and this is like, maybe it was the catalyst. Maybe if I hadn't have, um, if there hadn't have been uneven numbers of male and female bodies and I didn't get partnered up with a girl, I would never have thought to go into this realm. But we were doing like Mm. lingam massage and yoni massage and there was like not enough guys. And so I went with a woman and that was the first time I, and I was fucking shit scared. I was just like, oh my God, I still find vaginas pretty gross, even though I know they're beautiful. And, um, and yeah, I fucking did it. Just rolled up my (laughs) sleeves, got in there. And this woman was like, oh my God, I had a car crash and I've had this like really, really stiff, messed up hip and knee that meant that I couldn't sit cross-legged and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that, back problems, all of this. And then after 
the yoni massage, she was like, look at this. And she sat down cross-legged. She like moved in all these ways that she hadn't been able to before. And she was like, holy shit, like that just released something. Because we can get to muscles and ligaments and tendons inside the pelvic bowl through the vagina that you can't reach on the outside of the body. Yeah. Right. That's the ischial mm-hmm. spine, like that, yeah, that concave, like right in the middle there. <laughs> you just gave me chills. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah, so back pain. Haven't been able to resolve it. Might want to check this out. <laughs> Clitorally. <laughs> so I did a yoni massage one time and it was a few months ago. And I had been calling this in, uh, I've been calling this in for like a couple of years. I'm like, I just want to meet someone who like offers me, you know, a yoni massage. And lo and behold, one of my friends who's a Thai massage therapist was like, I'm getting trained in this. Will you be one of my first few students? I'd love to try it on you complimentary. And I was like, yeah. And I was so excited to go into it being like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to, you know, get those pussy knots out, you know? Like that was what I was like expecting. The exact opposite happened. And I'm very curious if this shows up in your sessions. I... (laughs) passed the fuck out. Like actually, like it's not even I was sleeping because I wasn't. It was an out-of-body experience where like I was in complete meditation. I was just like zen out. And that when I like came back into my into the room and looked around, I was like, wait, you you're done already? Like I feel like <laughs> where did I go? And she was like, you were so peaceful. You just <laughs> melted. And you know, I'm curious, like, is that a, is that a response that you yeah. see? With, uh, oh, I feel she's like, like no. <laughs> do your clients uh, leave that as you're their clitoris, do they pass out and start snoring? <laughs> <laughs> so there's two ways of looking at this. And like, I feel like I have like heaps of questions for you now, but I mean, I'll just talk about it and see what feels like it's it applies to your situation because I don't want to make this a therapy session for you. But um, I I get a bit concerned about the, I, I feel like that can often be dissociating, which is like leaving the body because okay. it's like hitting on a trauma area where it's being stored. And then it's, it's too kind of unsafe or challenging for the person to stay in their body. And like often like on a, on a really extreme level, like that's a huge trauma response of dissociating and leaving the body on a less intense level. Mm-hmm. We do tend to even just like go off into our heads and daydream a little bit. And, and it's like, you know, when you're getting a pap smear or if like something's happening to you, to your body, something's being done to your genitals, it can be easier to just like check out and like not be present for it and be like, mm, cool, like that's not super pleasant and I'm not like feeling very empowered by this. So I'm just going to like see you later. So mm. because women have often had to dissociate and check out of their body when in a sexual setting or a medical setting when something's not feeling great, which unfortunately happens like kind of a lot. Um, they're in that habit already. So then I'm really vigilant for that happening in a session because sometimes as soon as there's genital touch, people are like a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit confronted, a little bit like, oh, I know what happens when someone touches my yoni. I just kind of go into my head and I, you know, I check out. So that's why I'm communicating pretty frequently to like bring them back into their body, bring them into the present, get them to tell me what they're feeling, what they're noticing, you know, sensations they're experiencing just so that there's like a, like, yeah, a bit of a um, protective, you know, just to make sure that's not happening. But having said that, I also feel like sometimes it is like the most fucking relaxing thing 
ever to be touched in a really beautiful, gentle, honoring way when there's no pressure, no expectations of you. It's not like sexual. Mm. There's nothing like, it's literally just this like worship of your body where you get to just lie and surrender and receive and just queen the fuck out. And so sometimes I do get into a really like dreamy, relaxed space when I'm receiving Um, so it could have been either of those things. And both of those things happen in, in sessions. Like I'm really vigilant about the dissociation and I try to make sure that doesn't happen. And I talk about that with my clients first as well. Um, so they can keep an eye on it in case, especially if they have like a trauma history. And then also like sometimes they just have this really dreamy, like floaty, energetic kind of bliss space that they enter, especially towards the end of the massage. And I'm like, kind of able to tell the difference and I'm I'm keeping an eye on that and I love like letting them have that because it's just like such a beautiful space to like float in yeah mm. cool that's the second one really resonates with me because I was I was present for it for like the first you know 15 or 20 minutes it was so it was so relaxing I yeah. literally felt like when you said that I was like oh my god that's what was there for me because I'm you know, I'm uh, just to give you a little background. Um, I am in a non-monogamous marriage. Um, I have done a lot of um, sexual trauma work uh, with mm-hmm. professionals because I have experienced sexual abuse, um, and so I approach my sexuality with a lot of excitement um, and a lot of. Um, you know, (laughs) eagerness and, um, you know, I'll try anything three times, you know? So, um, pretty active in my sex life. Um, Full roster. Recently I had like, you know, a a handful of lovers I was spending a lot of time with as well. Yeah, exactly. It was like a Rolodex, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, but I really appreciate your, your synopsis of that. And I, you know, I can completely see how, in an intimate in an intimate setting like this, that dissociating, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to run by you and see, like, what do you think it was? Do you think it was the dissociating, or do you think it was bliss, bliss body, like fully blissed out mode? Um, I was able to answer that for myself when I felt like what resonated with me from what you shared, but that was partially on my mind. Like, did I just am I like not even realizing mm-hmm. that there's something that is actually holding me back that I could be unaware of? But what I love about this modality is that it's a portal mm. into looking at what's underneath. Totally. No pun intended, but like what's really it's inside. under the hood. Totally. What's under the hood and inside. Um, mm. And for us for mm. to tell us yeah, what's going on Thanks inside Thanks for our sharing that. That's beautiful. I, I definitely love just enjoying that like relaxed floaty space because it's, it is, it's like almost as though the areas of us that usually are so charged when they're touched, when we are in a low pressure situation, that's really safe to just like surrender and relax. They are like the most relaxing for some reason. Like I just feel like the safest of safe and the most relaxed when someone who I really trust is massaging Mm -hmm. me there. Um, So I'd say it's probably that. I mean, you would know yourself better, but yeah, it sounds like you got it on lock. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and and speaking of our bodies, <laughs> you have some really incredible resources for it. And one that really stood out to us is the Yoni care checklist. So what should we do? What should we be doing ongoingly to really care for our Yonis? And or I, I don't know if you have a lamb checklist as well for our male <laughs> listeners, but at least the Yoni checklist I know you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Yoni checklist has like quite a lot on it. It's pretty pretty comprehensive. So definitely it's like a free PDF that you can download. So I'll, I'll give you the link to, um, to chuck in the show notes and people can grab it for like the full list. But I guess some of my like favorite, um, items on there that aren't as obvious, like obviously there's like dietary stuff, you know, gut health stuff, no sugar, um, Mm. period products and things like that and underwear and like all of the choices we can make when it comes to what we're putting on and in our body, like lube, um, those ones are kind of a little bit more obvious, but also not common knowledge. So, I mean, for example, lube, most of the lubes that are available on shelves and in shops like uh, glycerin-based, sugar, which feeds the bad bacteria in our vaginas, which is a huge issue. And they like increase, you know, things like thrush and vaginal infections. And um, so just like being really mindful, doing a bit of research about the brand and the ingredients in your lube. There's even like pH and osmolality is a whole thing that people usually don't factor in, but that's important. So, um, cause yeah, the, the sort of bacterial and pH balance inside our vaginas is quite sensitive. Um, and then things like smoking actually really increase the incidence of vaginal infections um, and the like toxic chemicals and, and byproducts in cigarettes like wind up in our discharge and in our like vaginal secretions so they can contribute to odors and you know obviously it suppresses really? your immunity and then you you know you get like more likely to have thrush or BV or UTIs. Um, also like stress is something I think no one well, people talk about it, but I, I don't think people give it enough weight. Like stress is massive. And because it suppresses your immune system, like the higher stress you have, the more likely you are to have all of those sort of vaginal infections and that dysbiosis in the vaginal microbiome because of gut health stuff. And it's all very like interlinked and holistic. But if you can minimize stress, like do it wherever you can for your vagina, but also your entire well-being, obviously. Um, and then like, <laughs> there's a couple on there about like don't fuck a stanky dick like you know the hygiene of partners is important and that that like thrush yeast in fact like they can all be passed on um and also don't fuck a dick that's like not totally treating you with like t- massive respect and adoration and reverence because like mm. this is a little bit more woo-woo but I really do f- I feel like anecdotally um, through talking to lots of clients and myself, if you're jazzing someone who isn't right for you, isn't treating you right, isn't like honoring you, isn't making you feel really like worshipped and respected and meeting you where you want to be met, your vagina will reject that person. It will be like, uh-uh, mm-mm. And like I've, I've heard from so many women like about different partners they've had or fuck buddies or whatever that, like every time they have sex, they'll just get thrush or they'll get a UTI and their vagina is just like, fuck no, uh-uh, mm. like not about this. And so it's almost like your body I've is... Had, yeah, I've had that happen Yeah, to it's a thing. It's totally a thing. So like yeah. that one's a little bit less direct, but I feel like to be a good 
It's kind of about being a good gatekeeper for your body and your yoni. Um, if you're just letting anyone willy, in willy nilly, or if you're not like having healthy boundaries and communication and things are being done to your body rather than like you're receiving in this like beautiful space, it's like you're kind of taking it, like copying it. And, um, it can, it can mean that like the connection and the trust between you and your vagina is eroded over time and, and the lack of boundaries and the lack of like, Um, you being a sort of protective and staunch gatekeeper for your own body and this beautiful sacred space, like the trust is going to go, the connection, the relationship, she's going to start numbing. Like a lot of of women have a lot of cervical armoring and numbness because it just gets rammed and all of this like kind of unconscious sex is taking place that isn't honoring and isn't listening to your body. And then if you're not being like, hang on, hang on, hang on, this is what I need. These are my boundaries. Please do it like this. Stop doing it like that. That hurts. Like a lot of us don't, you know, don't feel empowered enough or educated enough or comfortable enough to say those things. And therefore our vagina is like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to add another layer of like armoring and numbness and just check out of this. So yeah, those are a few, a few that are on there. Um, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm, yeah, yeah. Wait, so just real quick, what are your what are your favorite period products? For the so yoni? I I love period panties. Like I love bleeding like outwards. I kind of I don't like. I've had some mortifying like yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> like I had the most fucked experience with a moon cup like just last week because I hadn't. I'd tried to put one in like years ago when it was like becoming in vogue and I was like oh my god I first heard about them and I was like sweet like I think some brand sent me a moon cup to try and like talk about it on my page and I was like I can't even get that thing in like this doesn't feel my vagina doesn't want that and I didn't um I didn't attempt again until recently and then yeah it was just mortifying like it got suctioned and I've heard of this happening a lot but I think you know if I persevered I could get the hang of it if I had more of sugar's approach and tried things three times then I reckon I'd get there but like uh-uh, I'm not going back. It was just, I was I was in hysterical tears, like for half an hour on the toilet floor, like legs up in the air. Oh I, I couldn't get it out. So then my partner was trying to get it out and it was suctioned to my cervix. And I was oh, like in no. so much pain because I have a very sensitive vagina. Like it'll get inflamed and like irritated quite easily. And he was like, he couldn't get both of his like <sighs> fingers in like this. So he was like trying to get like, grab it like this and like, pull it down but like get the lip and I mean you know it was just it was a nightmare so I'm Oof. all about the period panties just, got it so no moon cups for you no moon yeah. cups for I me. like the period panties too no no, no. Yeah. I don't think I third would, time I is the charm try for that, that. A third time <laughs> no thank you I, I wouldn't even try it I, I'll tell you I've only <laughs> tried a diva cup one I'm gonna I tell tried. you Something that I do, because I have a very sensitive vagina too. And even like, so I don't normally wear underwear. I only wear the period panties when I have my period. Mm. So my vagina gets like sensitive. Mm. So I bought this thing. It's just on Amazon. It's like a velvet black surface on top. Oh. And it's like, it's like the, you know, maybe like four feet wide and it goes across your entire bed. And, and but it's waterproof on the bottom cool. and you can tuck it over your mattress. So I just let myself free bleed at night and it doesn't get all over my shirt sheets. And it's, so it's just coming out of my body. And that has been the biggest like period changer for me. I also use it for sex, whatever. Whenever you don't want liquid on your bed, yeah. you just use this thing. It was like 40 bucks on Amazon. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
She's oftentimes yeah. sitting. Yeah. Sometimes, in sometimes I'll just put it on my office chair and just like free bleed. I'm like, okay. I love that. I just put a <laughs> towel down, but that sounds way better because like free bleeding just feels yeah, she's so free good. Bleeding it feels in natural. It feels primal, and like sleeping in period panties gets all it sweaty does. and claustrophobic. So like, I would actually. That's a great tip. I'm gonna get myself one of those. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they come in like they cut. They it comes in black. Like the one I have is black, so you don't even see stains, anything on it. Ever. Yeah, perfect. It's great. Yeah, nice. Love that. No stains. <laughs> yep. Mm. Amazing. Oh well, Freya, thank you so much for getting up in the future for us. Your tomorrow morning for us, and just um, talking to us so candidly about this. I think we're all enrolled <laughs> in getting the the therapeutic qualities of this. Like I'm, I'm. I'm just like, I want a full body massage right now after talking about this. <laughs> yes, please. Come if you to come LA. to LA, I have a guest room you can stay in. So does Katie and Madison. Oh my God. Um, um, thank you so much. <laughs> so Freya, um, please tell our listeners the best way that they can connect with you for anyone who's lucky enough to live in Australia, how they might be able to work with you, um, to follow you, your website, all that, all that jazz, your free resources. Yeah, beautiful. Um, well, I might take you up on that LA offer one day when the world settles the fuck down. Um, but yeah, because there, there are only like 25 um, of us that are trained in like this particular yeah. modality. So it's, yeah, there's so few of us. Um, but hopefully you can find something similar near you. Um, and if you are in Australia, I'm in Western Australia, so it's pretty remote, but, um, you know, maybe make the trip or you can work with me online. I have a, um, a couple of coaching packages, one called Queen Out and one for men called Stud in the Sack. Um, so I do like online coaching and sex education programs. I also, yeah, I do the Yoni mapping in person if you're in WA and I have like my Instagram account, just Freya underscore graph underscore YMT for yoni mapping therapy. Um, and my website's just freyagraph.com. Got it. You know, all my links are on there. And also just started my own podcast recently, which you guys are going to come on called the Labia Lounge. Yes, <laughs> we're going to go on. We will be sure to promote that yeah, as well we to our listeners. Um, and we will obviously have all of Freya's links in the show notes for you to follow her and um, take advantage of all of her incredible resources. Um, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a really incredible conversation. And um, I hope that more people are open to these types of healing modalities because as we always say, like, you know, pleasure is access to peace on earth. And we really do believe that. So everyone should feel the safety to have as much pleasure in their life as possible mm. and healing. So um, yeah, so just thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye everyone. Yeah. Bye. All right, Clitorati. With that, we're going to see you next <laughs> Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.